You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from tripadvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? Well, you're going to learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections and meet the woman of your dreams. Here's your host, me, Trip. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome to another episode. Got something exciting for you today. You probably noticed in the timestamp that this episode is a little bit longer than some of the previous episodes. That's because I did an interview. That's right. I did an interview with dating and love coach Lisa Concepcion, and she is a very smart and very interesting woman. And I had to have her on to talk about a topic that I think does come up quite a bit. And we're talking about gold diggers. We're talking about money. We're talking about really understanding what a woman is, what her intentions are before you guys get together. And we, we share some interesting stories. Well, I should say she does. She's got some interesting stuff to share. And really just uh, great learning lessons all around and very, very entertaining. So I'm so glad that she came on. And we're going to get to that interview in just a second here. Just some updates for you because I like giving you the updates and letting you know what's going on in the trip advice world. Let's see. We got podcasts coming out every single week, coming out on Wednesday at this point. We got YouTube videos coming out every single Sunday. Just put one out that I think you're really going to enjoy. It's uh, all about how to get a girl to make the first move on you. So I think you'll enjoy that. And yes, I know I talk about YouTube videos here in the podcast because you need to know what's going on and get all the information. It's not just on the podcast, it's on the YouTube channel as well. I should probably be talking more about the podcast on the YouTube channel. I don't do that enough and get more people over here so they can get more of an unfiltered, raw version of the dating and, and, and life advice that I give here. So so anyways, check that out. Don't forget, you can always get my program at getherhooked.com so you can learn steps A to Z, how to meet and attract beautiful women, and you can get the entire course on how to do that. Just go to getherhooked.com to learn more. I got about over a 1,000 guys so far who have gotten this program, and they're in my private Facebook group called Trips Corner, and you can be in there too, but you got to get hooked first. So check it out, getterhooked.com. All right, those are just some minor updates. Let's get into the interview. I know you want to hear some really juicy stuff. Here's my interview with Lisa. Hello, Lisa. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We're here right now with Lisa Concepcion of lovequestcoaching.com. And I have actually, I haven't done an interview in, in quite a while. It's been mainly me just kind of sitting here ranting on different topics. But, you know, we're Facebook friends and I see a lot of your posts on dating and relationships. And I really, I just, I think we have a similar mindset. Like I like what you have to say on the topic. And I thought, let's get you on here and let's talk about something that I don't normally talk about and it'd be really cool to talk about it with another woman. And we're talking about all things kind of money here and talking about, you know, how to prevent yourself from getting involved with women who are known as gold diggers, how to handle the whole idea with money and dating and then getting into a relationship and all that good stuff. So before we get into that though, I want you to do a little self introduction so the guys get to hear from you, and kind of hear your story about how you got into this. So you have the floor. Okay. Well, hi, guys. I'm so happy to be chatting with you, having this conversation. I think it's an important one. 
I'm Lisa Concepcion. I'm a certified professional love life coach. And so basically I'm trained in all aspects of life coaching, but I just chose love and relationships and dating as my niche because I just get fired up about that topic. And in doing so, I created Love Quest Coaching, which is an online hub. It's where I have my blog. It's where I have my access to all of my videos on YouTube, social media, et cetera. You can connect with me there. And that's where also my coaching programs are all listed. So I work with couples. I work with singles. Typically, my sweet spot, it's guys and girls between 35 and 55 who are absolutely success-minded, the kind of people like you who listen to podcasts and look for information to help you and better you. And they have it all together professionally, but when it comes to their love lives, whether single or in a couple, they kind of struggle sometimes and they just want to find answers. They want to have solutions. So that's what I do for the people. What's your typical guy who comes and, and wants to work with you? Like Describe the guy and, and maybe you know, one of his bigger issues. Oh, absolutely. They, there's several issues, but there are often the similar threads between them. So I would say men these days are coming at me because they want to find love. They want to have that ideal partner, that ride or die woman by their side. And they're having trouble weeding out and sifting out from the quality women to the women who are just the shiny, pretty object. (laughs) And they seem really nice on the surface. But as they start to dig deeper, they start to, you know, these women, they start to show their crazy side a little bit. They start to show their insecurities and they really don't have the ability to take responsibility for their own happiness and their own actions. And they end up putting all of that on the men and it really turns men off. And this has to do anything from their emotional fulfillment to their just general outlook on life. They they just feel like if I have a man in my life, all is complete and it's wrong. And I always say to women, you need to be complete first. And from that energy of power and femininity and badassery, you are going to attract an amazing guy. And I have to tell you, I have to give men a lot of credit from what I see in my practice. They're very mindful and they're very deliberate, especially the ones who want to take action and work with me. They are results-driven guys. They're like, I want to meet an amazing woman. Or some of them are even getting over breakups. Some of them are just like, I have to learn lessons from this so that I can apply this to my next relationship because this is a disaster and I cannot do this again. It's costed me money. I've invested time. It's volatile. It's not good for me. It's not good for my health. So it's very much guys who really look inward. They're readers, they're leaders, they're managers, they're business owners. These are guys who are really slaying it professionally and they want to be very, very certain about the woman they have at their side. I like that. And I think every guy should be like that. I think every guy should be very conscious of the woman that they're going to be spending a lot of time with, maybe even the rest of their life with. I mean, that's like a really big decision. I really honestly think, I don't think guys really put, uh, people in general, don't put enough effort into that. You know, they kind of settle for someone that just kind of comes along. But it's like, do you you realize that this this is like a huge chunk of your life? If you decide to get into a very serious relationship or get married, this person is with you every day. You guys are making decisions together. This is your partner. So why would you ever, you know, want to pick someone or be with someone that isn't amazing for you? Because if they're not, it's going to be really a lot of trouble for you down the road. 
absolutely. And I, I often refer to a principle that is expressed so perfectly, think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill, classic for anyone who's successful, you know, success minded people. And then also the book that was released in 2011, Outwitting the Devil. And they go into this principle of a mastermind partnership. And so when I look at these principles and I put them in the category of relationships and dating, I look at it like, who is the most influential person in your life? and, And make it more about a mastermind alliance is what you're forming. This is the woman that you're going to talk to about your job, about your decisions professionally, about your decisions of where you want to live and what you want to strive for in your life. And if this woman is all about herself and needy and reliant on you for her happiness, what really is she bringing to the table to inspire you, uplift you, contribute to the greater purpose that you're both going to share? So there's, you know, men have their own purpose. Women should have their own purpose. And then together you create this bigger thing that you're both striving for together. And that's the optimal situation that we all want, but it's very difficult to achieve. Totally, totally. Now let's kind of move this conversation over to the money thing because money is huge. Money is huge from the first date all the way to in a deep, deep, long-lasting marriage. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. And I want to have that conversation with you. So let's just start simple. There's women out there who are, and you probably see this a lot. I hate to generalize usually, but I'm just going to do it right now. You're in Miami, right? I am in Miami. Yes. I South just, Beach. I, I could imagine there's a lot of gold diggers in Miami. Yes. Okay. Professional ones. Professional ones. Yes, yeah. exactly. So let's talk about International that. professional gold diggers. Wait, t- I mean, they t- have tell me like about that. Seasonal, they have like seasonal gold digging strategies. Like they'll like now it's summertime. So, you know, this isn't season. This is out of season here in Miami. It's this local town now. Tell me, what, so are they, they what are they doing? They leave. They go to Europe. They go to Ibiza for the summer. They'll go to New York. They'll go gold dig in the Hamptons. And in New York, they'll hit all the rooftop parties and the clubs. Oh, yeah, they know exactly what's up. They are like hunting. They're prospecting. They know, okay, they're looking at the different ponds of the kind of fish that they want to fish for. They're very, very, you know, strategic. So you, they, do you have, friends, do you have friends who do this? I don't have friends who do this because I believe I'm the sum of the company I keep. So I tend to be friends with a lot of fellow entrepreneurs, women who are success-minded, kind of the women who want to make it on their own. And then like, you know, from there align with a guy who's doing the same for himself. So, however, I did used to roll with a crowd like that when I first moved to Miami in 2010. And I didn't really know any better. I was just all caught up and swept up in the glitz and the glam of it. And I thought it was great networking. At the time I was doing public relations, I needed to find work here in the new city that I was living in. And I figured, well, get around the people who are the decision makers, the business owners, the people who are out at all the nice restaurants, show myself there and wow, I can get a job. And my intention was to find work. However, what I learned very quickly in Miami is that it's a two-sided dance. The women are, you know, showing themselves beautiful with dresses and cleavage and heels and legs and ass and all of that, right? And the men are assuming that they want to be taken care of. It's a culture and they both feed into one another. And so when I caught on to that, where I was in a situation where an older man, 60 years old, here I am, 40, 39, 40, 
he invites me on his boat with a bunch of people. So I said, how nice, lovely. I brought a bottle of Veuve Clicquot, very classy, being a nice girl. You know, I'm from New York. I'm looking to network with great success-minded people who can maybe hire me as a director of their PR and their business. All of this great intention. And what ended up happening was the most inappropriate thing. This guy purposely set it up where all of these people would leave at a certain time. I was there left alone, you know, just talking and hanging out with, you know, a few people left. They left. And now I'm ready to leave myself. And he basically like corners me and tells me, you know, Lisa, I would really like to help you. And I'm like, wonderful. That'd be amazing. Who do I send my resume, right? I'm like, who do I send my resume to? Amazing. And he goes, oh, I don't work from a resume. I go with gut. And I can tell that you are a woman that I would want to have by my side. So I said, okay, so it would be for your company. Like I'm not even in the realm of thought of that path where he, I guess, assumed that I'm trying to line up with a successful man to be taken care of in the sense of being an ATM machine to me. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, well, I have all this experience and I can write press releases and I can really do strategy work for you. And I did an assessment of your company. I mean, I was in it. And it was really unfortunate. And then, you know, I had a few other instances where women themselves literally in Miami looked at me at a dinner table one night and said, oh, sweetie, you're too pretty to work. You're too pretty to work. What are you doing? There are five men at this table. They would love to take you out. And you're sitting here talking about the work you did in New York for, you know, all these food products and things that you did in cruise ships and whatever. And I, and they're like, they're glazing over because they're just too focused on how you're outgoing and, you know, very feminine and very like engaging. And you're, they're not hearing you. They're not hearing anything about work that shuts them down. So I'm just like, what am I going to do in this city? And, you know, little by little, I found my way. I ended up being the marketing director for Grant Cardone. And I was super happy because he was married. And I was like, okay, no shot that this guy's going to hit on me. <laughs> I was like, awesome. This is like legit. I want to learn from this guy. And I did. And working for Grant really placed that entrepreneurial seed in my head. I figured, you know what, that I can do this and I have to just find my niche and find my own journey and my path. But I tell you the gold digging thing, it is real. It is real and it exists. And I hear it from guys all the time. But from this end, it it sounds like these guys know what's up. Right. So, yeah. you know, so th- there's any guys listening that are interested in doing well, at that point, it's not gold digging because to me, it's almost like this weird form of prostitution. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. you know, it's like almost like the highest end of prostitution that can exist. These women yeah. kind of cultivate these serious relationships with these guys, but it is an exchange for materials or, or, or money. Vacations, bags, shoes. I mean, you see it all the time. You go to Ball Harbor shops or Brickell City Center on a weekend and, you know, you'll you'll find people there. Let's have a beautiful lunch. They're on a date or, or an early courtship or full-on relationship. The guy is considerably older than the woman. And, you know, she's walking around with, you know, two Chanel bags and a bag from Christian Louboutin. So and, funny. It's uh, like, it's smile like, on face ear to ear. Men, it's like, and what I'm hearing right now, like if, if I were like an alien listening in on this conversation, I'd be like, oh, these males really like sex and these females really like shoes and purses. Yeah, for real. It's just definitely everybody has their bargaining chip. And the thing that's important for guys who are really looking though for like the girl who's going to work every day, who has a profession that she loves, who isn't 
going to the track of I'll just sit here, get, you know, do Pilates, look pretty, get facial injections, keep myself looking good and, you know, be your trophy. You know, if guy, the guys that are listening, that are looking for more than that. You know, the woman who's going to raise your children, have values, have ethics, you know, that type of thing. There's a way to weed them out. And I mean, I know, you know, men, men can be very smart, but the, the challenge is that these women make very big efforts to look beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. And guys get tripped up in that. They get really tripped up in that. And they're masterful at boosting the ego of the man, knowing how to talk to them in a way, flirting with them in a way that it's very manipulative. And if men are not armed with the mindset to identify that and pivot away from it, they can get very easily swept up in it and they can end up out a lot of money, a lot of time and can really be destructive if they're not with their wits about them. So how can we arm them? Well, let's give these guys some tips in terms right. of how to see this, how to understand what's going on, the signs of someone who's yeah. only interested in, in money. Because it sounds like to me, some of these women out there could be hustlers. Like they're really yeah. good at it, really good at it. Really Make are. the guy really feel are. really special. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's talk about that. So one of the things that I would definitely put as a red flag for guys is let's see, let's say that you're out socially and a woman approaches you. Not to say that this is bad, but it's the way she approaches you. It's very slithery. It's very sensual. It's very lurky. It's very calculated. There's just this energy, like this palpable energy that you're like, whoa, like out of this whole place, she's picking me. Honey, you're a target. She's been sizing you up since you walked in since she laid eyes on you. She's looking at the watch on your wrist, the shoes you're wearing. She is looking at everything and making it a calculation if you're a target or not. Then the other thing is conversation. Pay very close attention to the conversation. I would always encourage guys to say, so tell me about yourself. What do you like to do for fun? And in that question, what do you like to do for fun? It definitely rattles women. It takes It, it rattles anybody because people are always thinking, what do you do for work? When you say, what do you do for fun? It reveals all of her hobbies, all of the things she likes to do or doesn't. And it shows you if she's vapid or if she has this luxurious life. Let's say she says, well, I love to ski and I was just in Aspen last weekend. And, you know, I also really love to travel and I was here and I was there and she's rattling off all these beautiful places that she stays at. Oh, and where do you stay when you go? That sounds amazing. Oh, I stay at the Ritz and in Paris, I stayed at wherever. And it's all these high class, high end places. She's basically laying the foundation to tell you she's a five-star girl and she's looking for that world. And then when you say to her, wow, you must do amazing for yourself. Like, how do you, you know, how do you find the means to have all of these amazing experiences? That's when you'll see her, oh, well, I do real estate. I do this. It's really probing. It's looking at how in depth she goes about describing what she does for her occupation how she lives. And that's going to really, really tell you how her motivations are, where her motivations are. So, I mean, think about it. If you're out and you're a guy and you meet a girl and she's like, oh, I'm a nurse at a hospital, you're going to say, oh, wow, that's amazing. And she's like, yeah. And it's like a miracle I'm even out tonight because I always have to be on call and it's just kind of rough because I do the pediatrics and I just love it though. I love the kids. Like you, you know the difference between a woman who is truly a worker bee who's interested in what she's doing professionally and these women who have you know more vague kind of career paths where 
oh, I do real estate or I do marketing or I do event planning, all these, oh, really? What events do you plan? The more you probe in the in a curious, out of a sincere curiosity, the more you're going to see them try to shift the subject away from their occupation and more into complimenting you. That's what they do. It's a technique. They sit there and they say, oh, I don't like this topic, but I'm going to steer the topic back to him so I can just shower this man with ego boosting attention and affection because that is what's going to butter him up so that by two weeks from now, we're boarding a plane to the Bahamas or Vegas, or I mean, they move quick. They move quick. They know how to set it up. <laughs> yeah, they make the guy so, feel yeah. feel really good. They really do. And like, let's even break it down for like dating apps and that kind of deal. Like if you meet a girl online, I always suggest before even putting down a dime on her, have a phone conversation, develop rapport in the app, but move it off the app as quickly as possible and say, you know, you sound really interesting. I'd love to have a conversation. Because in that conversation, you then can have your quick five questions that are going to let you know what this woman's deal is, what her agenda is, you know, why she's dating, what, all the things that you really, you know, I help my, my clients really pinpoint based on what kind of lifestyle they want and the kind of woman they want those exact questions to ask. But I tell you what, I've had clients have a full on, full hour date with a woman right from the comfort of their couch just by doing a phone screener date and they have rapport and they think it's awesome. And then it's like, wow, I got to know so much about this woman without even spending a dime. And we're bonded. There's trust now. So when we see each other, it's probably going to be a better first date because we already have all of these cool basic things, you know, these cool, important, basic information things out of the way. So now we can just enjoy each other and just continue to learn more about each other and see if the vibe, you know, physically in person is just as connected as it was when we were on the phone. I so think, and I imagine really without spending a dime, without spending a dime. And trust me, the best thing that happens is you meet in person, you realize, oh, I'm not really feeling it. But you know what? You've really made a friend. If you take an hour or 45 minutes, a half hour, whatever, to do a phone screener with somebody, Women love it because they love, very rarely do, do gentlemen use the phone anymore. And even women too. I said, you know, you fall in love with your ears. You fall in love with your ears. You need to listen to a man's voice. You need to get their personality and their energy. And the phone screener is a really great tactic and no money spent right from your couch watching the game. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I think anyone should be doing that. I really think the phone screening from an app or from an online dating site is really key. And for so many reasons, it kind of kills two birds with one stone because you know we're talking about the idea of screening here and, and trying to see like, okay, what is she like? Is there a little bit of a connection? Is this someone I do want to see again? But at the same time, what's really cool is you can make that actual first date, the first in-person meeting, so much more relaxed and less pressured because if you do it right and you have a really good phone conversation, she should be already starting to become attracted to you, okay? Because yeah. she's getting to know you. So, you know, and that is pretty rare to happen from yeah. an app to a date because there is no phone it call, is. right? It's just like. And it's such an amazing step because you know how many women say to me, and I ask them, how did you meet your boyfriend? And she's like, you know, I met him on an app and I wasn't really that attracted. His picture was a little goofy. 
but he came at me so charming on the text. And then he quickly said, you know, within a few back and forths of texting on the app, they, he said, you sound really interesting. I'd love to hear the voice that goes along with this sense of humor. Cause he, you know, she's very witty and he complimented her and she said, okay, great. So she said in that conversation, I knew I wanted to see him 100%. I grew so much more attracted to him. I was, I couldn't wait to see him in person because the energy that was happening over the phone was, I made her so curious. And when she walked into that restaurant and met him at, you know, he was sitting at the bar and she was like, wow, like she was pleasantly surprised because she said, man, let me tell you something. Your profile picture doesn't do you justice. Like you're handsome. You're strapping like, holy crap. And she was like blushing. You know, she was, and he was like, well, have a seat. Thank you. I love that. And they hit it off wonderfully and they've been, you know, together a while already, but it's amazing how that one little gesture of a phone screener does two things. On the guy's side, you're getting great data. You're getting amazing information. And on the woman's side, you're hearing a man's voice. You're getting their energy. And it's very, very sexy and very, very powerful. Do you have any good tips for the guy who's listening right now to really kill it on a phone call? Like, What can a guy do to start to get her more intrigued, more attracted, and more interested, like anything he should talk about or his vibe or, you know, any, any ideas there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you definitely want to avoid doing the conversation while laying down or too super comfortable in your bed. It does something to the voice. It really mellows you out. It makes you very almost sounding like you're not really that interested. It doesn't have a high vibe. There's time for that when you get to know each other where you're snuggled in your bed and you're like talking for hours and you're like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up, right? That, that'll happen later. But that first initial conversation, you want to be like, you know, hey, Julie, what's up? Oh my God. Yeah. So great to see you and meet you, you know, see you on the app, meet you on the phone. So what are you doing, girl? Oh yeah. You're just chilling. Yeah, me too. I just walked my dog. Yeah. What kind of dog you have? You have a dog too? Cool. Yeah, maybe we'll meet up. We'll meet up and we'll bring our dogs. That'll be fun. It's that. It's that high vibe, forward moving. Get to know. You know, what are you up to right now? Kind of thing. Steer clear of anything sexual. Steer like there's no need for that. This is just a fun get to know somebody conversation. It's rapport building. It's trust building. When you leap to the sexual, like, oh, what are you wearing right now? Oh, you're in bed. And you know what? Use that as a as a caution. Use that as a red flag. If you're talking to a woman in the phone screener and you're keeping it light and casual and you're upbeat and just, you know, looking to get to know each other, having a few laughs and setting up the date, you know, what kind of food do you like and all that? And she deviates to a sexual tone. It's often a trap. She's trying to like distract you from getting kind of the details that you should be getting before. She might try to use the sexual thing to lure you into believing that if you take her out on like a fancier dinner, you're going to get some. I mean, this is like legit, you know, tactics that women who don't have the right intention are uh, using, you know, and so they'll, they'll be very uh, seductive and sexy and even maybe like, oh, I can send you a picture if you want. Like, that's not the woman who's going to like be there for you when you get laid off for your job. You know what I mean? Like, that is not the woman who is going to want to sit down and have a heart to heart with your sister when her boyfriend breaks up with her. You know what I mean? Like you're looking for people of substance and when they rush too quickly to the sex, 
in that first conversation, it, it just dilutes the quality of the whole entire interaction. It should be a build. It should be, uh, you know, the man should come from a position of, listen, uh, before I let a woman in my house, let alone my bedroom, I need to know some stuff. And it doesn't mean that you're coming at them as an interview, but the tip that I would give is keep it light, keep it casual, know exactly what you want in a woman, and then reverse engineer it so that you have the exact questions that you want to ask, open-ended, positive, powerful questions that will open the floodgates and let this woman just talk, 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 babble, 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 and you'll know so much about her in a 45-minute phone call, if not even 30-minute phone call. I also think, too, that if a guy puts off, I mean, I'd say this probably very rare that a guy would be in a conversation on the phone with a woman and she starts going sexual. Sure, it could happen. But if it does happen, the guy should come from the mindset of, well, yeah, sex is not a big deal to me. Like, I'm not desperate. Like, I can have sex if I want to. It's not this thing I'm trying to get from women. So so him trying to be like, all right, like, divert the conversation off of that into something else if he does it right, can show that he's not desperate and needy for something like that. Like, oh, she mentioned sex. Now we got to talk about it. And oh, yeah. yes, this is so exciting for me. Yes, I might get to have sex with her because she's talking about it. It's like mm-hmm. that, that That comes from a very needy, needy mindset. Yeah. Thinking and like, oh, this sexy. is scarce for that, me. It, yeah, the, the quality women are not going to go there. Quality women are going to be about the conversation. They'll be flirty, of course. They're going to show interest. but they're not going to lead with the sex because that's only one trick in their arsenal, right? That's like a one trick thing. If you go to the sex, you're like, well, what, the, what does this girl really have to offer other than that? If that's her go-to thing, that makes me question the other things of value that are a match to my values. And, you know, again, like my advice is for people who are really serious about that person, finding that ideal partner. It's for men who are, you know, at that stage in their place in their life where they've done the ass chasing, they've had their fun and they're, you know, they're looking like, listen, this is, this is the time I'm making good money. I'm doing well for myself. I've accomplished these things. I've traveled, I've hung with my boys, I've done my thing, I've, you know, and now I really would love, love, love to really allow space for that woman that I'm going to, you know, bring around my family, have around at the holidays, all that stuff. And there are differences. There are definite differences. And, you know, one conversation can really set aside and categorize. I mean, guys do this. They put girls in categories really fast. You know, it's the girl you, the girl you have sex with, right? The girl, the fun girl, the girlfriend, and then the wife. And I, I know this. I have guys told me this. I know this. And I encourage women to do the same. I say, listen, girls, this is what guys do. Okay. I'm going to break it down for you. You need to be doing the same. You need to say, is this guy just a fun boy or is he a boyfriend, a lover, or is he your husband? And then they look at me like I'm, you know, 10 heads. They're like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. I'm like, yeah, because this is what happens. You end up in a relationship with a boyfriend when you really want a husband and you're trying to convert the boyfriend into the husband and you waste three years of your life or the guy wants a wife and he's dating a girlfriend girl who wants baby, buy me my birthday, buy me a table at the club with all my girlfriends. That's what I want. And baby, the girls are going a girl's trip to Vegas. You go with the boys and you do your thing. That's a girlfriend. That's not a wife. A wife starts to think of what are we building together? Right? What are we doing? Where are your goals? What do you, what, if, 
you know, what, what's the timeline here? What do we want to do together? What do you want to do for yourself? How can I support you in being the best version of yourself? Those questions that that's wife material. So it's very important. One of the things that I offer, right, is that I did public relations, as I mentioned earlier, for like 23 years. And in that, I bring a lot of those skills, a lot of the communication, the language, the distinctions of how we speak to one another to really clearly communicate where we are in our lives and the values that we have. And it's very value-driven communication. So I teach people how to do that in my my workshops and in my courses and my programs. It's a huge part. It's a huge component because communication, as you know, is everything. Totally, totally. I like that. So you help guys kind of break down where they're at and what they're looking for? Yes, yes. And they know it. They have the answers in themselves. I never tell a guy what he should be looking for. That's not my place. As a coach, it's tell me what you're looking for and really helping them get to those answers and that clarity. There's always, you know, in in coaching, there's always an expression that we always abide by. It's you have the answers, but I have the questions. I'm the coach. I ask you, I probe, and I get you aligned with the truth that resides within you. That's my job. And sometimes people are very noisy in their life. They're not really attuned to their deeper voice. And that's the voice where it'll tell you, like, you're done playing around chasing ass, dude. Like, it's time. Like, deep down, you want a little boy to play ball with in the yard. Like, that's what you're yearning for at 38 years old. So just admit it and start to put your life in that place. And when these men start having these deeper conversations within with themselves, they really get to the truths of where they are. In other cases, sometimes it's, you have to leave this relationship. This girl is not going anywhere with you. Like she's holding you back. She's holding you down. You're ready to grow. You're ready to move forward. And she's still in the fun zone. And you know, you want to have fun. Yeah, sure. Every man wants a woman that they can have fun with. Believe me, I'm like, capital F-U-N girl. However, it's in addition to all these other important life circumstances and choices and goals and things that are there as well. And it's just the fun is the fuel for all of those goals to manifest. If you're feeling good and you're with a woman and she's helping you feel good and you're helping her feel good and together you're just like grooving and you have things you know clear and the communication is on point with respect and love and trust at the core, then, I mean, you're unstoppable. That's when you see like power couple situations happening. I love it. I love it. So for the guy who's listening right now, who is starting to get clear, wants to get clear on where he is and how to get that, you know, more in the relationship zone and the, you know, getting into something serious zone, I highly recommend that you reach out to Lisa at lovequestcoaching.com. Now, Lisa, you also said you had a little free gift for the uh, guys who are listening. What was that? Yes. So when you go to my website, you will see immediately when you get there, a no bullshit guide to dating online. And it's an audio. It's quick. I think it's about 20, 25 minutes. You can listen to it in your car. It's me just offering very practical tactics and tips and tools that you can put in play immediately. And then you also get a printed out checklist so you can revisit all of your dating platforms, your social media platforms, and just kind of do a little check, a little inspection to see if you can enhance what it is that you're doing already. I love it. I love it. So guys- Yeah, and it's totally for free. It's like an opt-in thing, but it's completely for free. And it just gives you also, in addition to this 
awesome interview. Thank you so much, Trip. It'll also give you like a sense of, of how I coach and like what you would get on the regular if you were to work with me, but it's just like a little taste for free. Cool. Yeah, guys, highly recommend it. Go check her out. Lisa, thank you for being here and dishing thank some of your you. knowledge on screening and some tips on the gold diggers and yeah. and, and what it takes to, to really get clear on what you're looking for. I, lo- I love what you said there too, because I think some guys find it binary. They think this is a girl to have fun, sleep with, hook up with. That's one. And then another option is this is a girl to get into a serious relationship with. But I like how you kind of went down to three because I never heard it that way. That no, 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 there's actually the fun girl, but then there's these two other girls that are kind of similar, but they're different. They're one that you get into the relationship with, but then the one who you're like, no, this is the one I raise a family with and power couple up with. And I like that. That was that was very cool. So I learned something there too. So Lisa, thanks again. Thanks for being here. Guys, check her out, lovequestcoaching.com. And uh, maybe Lisa in the future will have you on again. I would love to. Thanks so much. Thanks.